Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to High School Hoops with your hosts, Steve Collins and Jake Steger. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd first like you to go over and check out other podcasts, High School Hoops, the five-minute basketball coaching podcast, uh, Funnel on Defense. Just finish this one first and then uh, pull the car over or stop your run and go over and check the other ones out, download all of them, um, But uh, and leave a five-star review. We love that. Uh, but we would like to give a shout-out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. Um they, we don't, I, I believe in this. I believe I don't have a lot of sponsors um, that I talk about, and Dr. Dish is one of them. I believe in this machine. It is great. It has helped our team. Um, you mentioned Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $400 off. That's all. That, that's probably the best compliment I can give is a lot of people approach me about, uh, about being me talking about them and being sponsors on here. And Dr. Dish, I believe in them so, so much that. Um, that's why I do it. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is what I would have wanted as a young 25 year old coach. Um, I would have wanted all of these resources and, uh, you know, maybe it would have helped me, uh, win a few more state titles. I don't know. Um, but from someone that's been a nationally ranked coach, um, and had nationally ranked teams and won that numerous state titles. Um, this thing is everything you need to take your team to the next level. Um, we offer a 14 day free trial because we believe in it so much. Go over and check it out and let's head off the podcast. You know, your background look, makes you look like an intellectual with that bookcase. <laughs> you know, I've got a kitchen behind me. It just makes me look hungry. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go through my list here. First one is. Um, how do you keep players from doing the same reads? The same reads? Yeah, so it's a read and react. So yeah. our guys tend to cut a lot. Our guys don't tend to set other, do other things other than the same. They get very robotic. So how, what are your tips or drills and stuff you do? Because people have well, asked me about that a lot. Yeah. Well, and uh, that's an area that um, – 
you know, it's, it's hard to put it on video. Right. Just pretty much got a rest in the hands of the coach. But my advice and what I've done in, in similar situations is you begin to custom design the decisions for the players. Okay. In other words, it's, uh, it's time to give them no choice in order to stretch them. In other words, okay, you've got one player who always fills out away from the ball. You tell them, look, today in, in practice, you are always going to back screen someone one pass away from the ball, which might be ball side, okay? Right. Don't yep. care. Or maybe, maybe you've got a kid that never stops and posts up. You know? Okay. Uh, so you're just going to say, look, today, this is all you're going to do. I, I got to stretch you. I got to learn. Uh, I got to um, teach you a new decision that's possibly good for you, you know? Right. Uh, and, and that's why I'm saying you've got to put that into the coach's hands. When I say it's it's good for them, what's good for one's not good for the other, and you've kind of got to kind of figure that out. Could you give me an example of a, of a play? So, so here's what happens is often when we enter, we, we, we basket cut a lot. Like it yeah. seems like, you know, we don't pin, we don't skip, we don't do the thing. We, they get very, they, they fall back on, um, it's, it's, they fall back on their yeah. most common habit, especially in yep. stressful times. And that tends to be a basket cut rather than a basket right. or a skip. So okay. it's like I've struggled with ways to do these work on the skip or work on the back screen or work on those things because we'll work on it, like you said, in practice, and we'll even work on it individually with kids. But then when it gets to that stressful time, they're going to all – it's like they just ba they basket cut or they get their right. head, you know. Um, right. And that has been a struggle not only for me but for other coaches I've talked to that yeah. how do you break them, you know, do you have any secret – sauce that we can basically do <laughs> to take care of that no but i i don't have a secret but i do think you've identified uh their motivation and it's just to bail out right you know hey if i just fill out to an empty spot i'm going to be safe and i you know maybe they don't really in their heart of hearts want the ball right want to score or want to set up the next action it's just whoo I got rid of the ball. I cut. I did what coach says, and now I'm filling out to an empty spot, and I'm safe. You know? Right. Well, uh, I just think repetition is the king. So uh, let me give you an example. Like, um, uh, so you got, <clears throat> excuse me, five players on the floor. Let's say you're rehearsing five on zero. Maybe you're rehearsing five on five. The way we'll talk about in the. Uh, fusion practice right. um but each individual player you don't want to give them all the same assignment because then it's really hard to play so right you give player number one number one you are always going to back screen your way out today uh player number two you are always going to post up one time and then on the next ball movement you can fill out now, you can get real specific with that player if you want to. You could say you, you've always got to post up ball side short corner. Okay. And I'll tell you why in just uh, in a moment. Okay. Uh, player number three, uh, you've always got – on your way out of the lane, you've got to fill out away from the ball, and you need to 
you are going to curl around and set a pen screen on somebody that even looks like they're helping. Now, if it's five on zero, then you're just going to curl around, come back into the lane and yell pin and set your imaginary pin screen and ask for the skip pass, you know? Right. Um, uh, uh, fifth player, you are always going to um, call for a pin screen on your way out. In other words, you're going to be talking to that teammate. There's one or two teammates over on the weak side so that when you're starting to fill out, you're already turning and you're going to call their name and say, give me a pin, give me a pin, because you're going to use it. And you got to sprint out there and turn around and get ready for the skip. It's your job to communicate that to that. Now, so let's, let's say you, you've got that, okay? I'll give you – I'll tell you what. Let me give you another one. I want you to always post up on the weak side, anywhere on the weak side, short corner, mid post, high post, and, I, and you're not going to get out of there until somebody else sets you a screen. And when they set you a screen, you can come to the ball. If you don't get it, then you can fill back out. Now, that means you're going to have to give someone else an assignment. Right. Like, you will always screen for anybody that's in the post, no matter where they are, that kind of thing. Okay. okay. Now, so let's say you rehearse this for five minutes, okay? okay. And five minutes is a long time when you're rehearsing. You get right. lots and lots of reps. In the five minutes, you switch everybody's. And Everybody's then you do cool. it again. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Now, that, now, they should be, Steve, decisive and aggressive because they can't make any decisions. You've limited them to one. There's right. no thinking in this. Right. Okay? So right. they should be very, very – but the fact that you've got them mixed up means if you put defense out there, you know, start with shell defense or something yep. like that. We'll talk more about it in fusion. Okay. Uh, then. Um, uh, you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised with all the new kind of scoring opportunities. And it look it, if someone looking from the outside would not be able to tell that each one has one and only one assignment. Right. And Steve, I'm stealing this from a coach in Washington State okay. who did this very thing in games, not practice. In games. No, I think there's kids. I think, well, <laughs> I think of one of my kids coming back. That there's one kid that he always wants the basket cut. Well, I think, at least in our first scrimmage, I should just say, you can't basket cut. You have to do this. And just, you almost, I almost have to force his hand because, well, yeah. Let me flip that for you. If he really likes to basket cut, and he basket cuts hard. Right then you've got to convince the rest of your players that this is the guy we're going to draft. When uh, he passes to you and he cuts, he's a great cutter. He cuts hard. He draws defense. You go, yep. has to guard him. I want you, whoever receives, to draft him. Right. And then I'll be, I'd praise him. I'd say, hey, you, you know, you're going to get an assist every time someone drafts you and makes it all the way in for a, for a right. layup. Right. Well, now you take something that he's been right doing, doing quite well. Yeah. So you're saying you almost have to do it in – you can't do it in drill set. You almost have to do it on a five-on-oh 
Yeah, I really think yeah. so. I, yeah. I, I mean, okay. you can do it in drills, you know, where you're, you're drilling everybody. Right. But I have a feeling you've already done that. Well, yeah, that's the problem. Okay. If we've done that, it doesn't work. It hasn't worked. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's why I'm switching to okay. to a, a to a no choice. No choice. I no like choice. the no choice. Okay. Yeah. What um all right, so what happens I, I had another coach ask me, what happens when I have two big guys? Two big guys, yeah. like six five, six six, six seven, and they can't shoot outside fifteen feet. Like they can't make they need, it. They need to pass and go away to another school. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> pass and go away, preferably to but another I, school. I, but I've had that question asked of me a lot about what happens when I've got bigs that can't leave the pain area. How no, no. I, and I'm only joking because, good grief, these, these kids may be contributing in other ways, you know, right. defensively, rebounds, their energy, their leadership. Right. You've just got yeah. to play them. Okay? Right, right. Well, then the question is, where can I play them in the read and react and in such a way that they will not – that their defender – that's really what I'm concerned about because right. wherever they are, they've got their defender. Yes, okay? and their defender's going to be in the paint. Yeah. That's right. So right. we've got to pull them somewhere that will keep the lane open for the other three. The three that can get to the rack. Let's just think about simple stuff pass and cut, read lines, dribble lats, draft drives, just the easy stuff, right? Okay. Yeah. So they've got to be, if, if those two who can't score, right. Uh, block the goal that you you're limited now to outside shooting you know right and what happens if it's only one what happens if it's only one that can't only one player yeah oh well well what i'm going to tell you is is uh, i do it for both uh, one player and two post players and it's just i would take up the spots in the mid post and i just say i throw them off and say those are places you can post up for a second if you had to, but then you've got your home base is either the high post or the short corners. Okay. Okay. Now, and the reason I say that is even with two post players, I'm very happy with two players in the short corner, two players at the high post, like a one, four high or one at the high post, one in the short corner. Right, and I think you should just play around with those. I like, I love the short corner. I think yeah, a short corner is an underutilized place in the basketball court. Okay, so let me let me give you. Here's what I would do: like, if they're both in the short corner, right. I'd be telling them they are finishers. Right. In other words, when these other three get to the rack somehow, yep. if your defender helps, we're going to be dishing it to you, and you just got to be able to meet the ball and try to shoot a layup. That's all. No move necessary. You know, supposedly they're not good at shooting, right? So you're just going to finish there. But that's not the only thing they do there, okay? Okay. Um, You can, from the wing, you can pass to them, and the Laker cut is just a straight cut to the goal. Right. So they're they're in a good passing position, all right? Okay. they are in – and, by the way, I do this with one post player or with two. Okay. They are in what I call an invitation screen spot. What I mean by this is – here's what I'd be telling the post player. 
a post in the short corner. Your scoring opportunity is going to come when one of your perimeter teammates, after finishing a cut, they stop and scream for you. They are inviting you to duck in right into the middle of the lane, right in front of the rim, and we're going to see if we can throw it to you, and all you got to do is turn around and dunk it, okay? Right. Now, and if you don't get it, then you immediately go back down to the other short corner. Okay. And, of course, if you've got two short corners, the other one just rotates. And, and so you, you duck in and you duck right back out. Okay. And you just wait for what I call an invitation. Okay. Okay. Yep. What's your feeling on the hook shot? Oh, it's a lost art. Isn't it? I think it's like the bank shot. <laughs> yeah. Who, who do you see ever doing that anymore? No, who do you see shooting a 12-foot bank shot? No one. And I'm nope. telling you, I, I don't get it because, uh, you know, when you're in a slump as a shooter, that was my go-to. I'd somehow get to that angle and just bang a couple of them right. in. I'd shot it so much, especially for me on the left side. I don't know why, but I really, I, I really only needed a glimpse at the goal. To, to bank one in from, you know, 10 to 12 feet, okay? Right. Uh, and this comes from, by the way, being stuck in the post when I was young because I was six one in the eighth grade. Right. Okay? And I kind of – that was my kind of my go-to shot. And so later I became, uh, you know, a pretty good perimeter shooter. But if I'm off, I'd get back in the groove by finding the glass. I'd get to that spot somehow. And you don't need the touch, as much touch. You can just kind of, like I say, bang it yeah, in. Yeah, it, it's an angle thing. It's the, that and the hook shot. I think there's – I think – I don't know. Maybe it will come back at some point. But I, I you, you don't see anybody shooting it at all. Well, I can remember – you remember when uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just dominated for a decade, right? Right, because nobody could defend it. Unstoppable skyhook from every angle, right? I remember thinking, because I was coming up in high school and just entering college, I remember thinking, well, from here on, at, there, there's going to be players, a new generation of players that will be masters of that hook. Right. And they never did. Zero. No. You're right. I, I, go figure. I know. You know? It, it, I think, it's, I think if, so, if someone figures it out, it could be. It, yeah, I, I agree. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about the read and react with the zone as a zone offense. Okay. So, what, what, how is it? How is it different? How is it the same? Well, I I think the main difference. First of all, you know me. I'm not going to change the rules. Right. 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 If right. you pass, you must cut. Yes. The, the the main there's two main differences. I think that you should emphasize. Okay. One of them is just our layer two, which is. Every cutter needs to stop and post up. Right. Now, you at least sit down in in the post or the opening. Forget about the post. Just wherever there's a seam in the zone. And the first one's right about where the logo is, below the free throw line. Right? right. To Not, not mid-post. That's too deep. It's usually in that logo kind of area. Slow up, stop, sit down for a second, because this is going to be a little slower tempo. Look for the ball there. If you get the ball there, you can obviously score. 
Right. You can pass to, and in a moment we'll talk about this, you can pass to a, any teammate who's playing behind the zone, short corner to short corner, for a layup. Or you can pass it inside out for an inside out shot. Now, this is – and I think this is overlooked, Steve. Uh, you know, many coaches, many players, you know, if it's man-to-man that uh, – they drill every day. Well, I'm going to drive into that area, draw defense, and i got to be able to pitch it inside out to someone on the perimeter. I mean, that drill has been around for Forever. our lifetime, right? Right. And they know. And, and the, the reason it is is it's a good action. It's an inside out. The, those shots coming from inside going outside are higher percentage three-point shots then three-point shots that are being passed to east-west on the right. on the perimeter, perimeter. It's just everybody can test it and, and prove it, okay? So, so here's another way to get an inside-out. We're not driving in there. You can against zones, but we're, we're passing in there with the idea that most zones will immediately try to collapse on you, and then you can pass inside-out for three. Now – it doesn't have to be a three. You can pass inside out and create a hard closeout on the ball so that your player can now drive. Right. And I think I think that's overlooked. And you, you know, think, they, everyone thinks the, the, it seems like the, the new move is drive baseline, kick to the opposite corner. Absolutely. This? Oh, yeah. we're right back into read and react all of our windows that we right. do, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think that I think that's, that's a big. No, I think I think a lot of I just tell coaches it's the same. What zone don't zones don't like movement from side right. to side, which the read and react gives it, and it doesn't like it doesn't like people moving through it. Um, right. Yeah. Now, let, well, let me finish the cutters thing. Okay? Right. Okay. You know, you post up first in the logo. Right. Yeah. Well, then on the next ball movement, repost in one of the short corners, but especially ball side, and. And then on your next movement, ball movement, then you can fill back out to the perimeter and be on the perimeter again. Now, that way, really, you, you, this is an ever-changing three-out, two-in, and both players that are inside are entering and exiting and changing positions in the zone right. every time the ball moves. And like you said, Darling. zones don't like that kind of move. It's no. hard to mark them, you know, to keep up with. Right, and, and 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 most zones when they get below the free throw line become two threes anyway. They really they, oh, yeah. they, they morph into a two three. So when oh, you yeah. have that movement, it's real. I mean, and again, we'll talk about this with the practicing. But kids don't yeah. kids aren't talking. They I, they talk more when they play man than they would play zone. It's crazy. Like right. there there there's more communication going on. Um, right. Yeah, I think that's all right. So let's see what else I have on my list. So oh, let's talk. Hang on. Okay. Hang on a second. One more thing. Two more things to tell you about the zone. Okay. Is that okay? Yep, absolutely. Go All ahead. Right. <laughs> having a player near the logo and having a player behind the zone in the short corner, not every time, but many times, you're going to create a two-on-one where the center of the zone is going to be wrong. What I mean is – Let's say you have a player in the logo and a player in the short corner. If you throw the ball to the logo, 
the center of the zone. You said that they fall into a two-on-two or two-three, right? Right. You're exactly right. All of them do. And the player who will step towards that pass is the center of the zone. Right. And he will leave or she will leave the goal open and your short corner needs to be stepping in behind the zone looking for a place where the ball can be delivered to them. Right. And that way you can shoot a layup against the zone. Now, vice versa, if the wing threw the ball to the short corner and there's not a defender, the, the corner defender's not matched up, even if they are many times, the center will step. It's the center's job to protect the rim. They'll step toward, if not, take that pass. Right, yes. And whoever's in the logo should be stepping to the rim. And there again, you've, that the center is going to be wrong. That's what we want to create. Regardless of which way we pass, there's a chance for a layup. It's a kind of a two-on-one against the center of the zone. Right. And if, you, if the center of the zone breaks down, the whole zone breaks down. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, now we all know who's supposed to rotate over and take care, you know, and all that. I, I understand the the coach, the the coach who has the chalk last wins on that kind of. But right. we, but I know nine times out of ten, the the zone does not rotate quickly enough to cover that stuff. Okay. Now I got one other thought for you to consider against zones. Okay. And it, it doesn't matter. This doesn't matter what you're doing. Maybe you've got a permanent inside player who's playing in the short corners and the cutters are simply going to the logo and then back out. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Every time you move the ball, the zone is set up for you to set a pin screen and skip it. Yeah, just let it. Would you mind? Thank you. Uh, you... you uh, if we had a diagram or any coach that's listening, yep. just sit down and say, put the ball in any spot you want to on the perimeter and then set your zone up the way your zone would shift to cover that. And what you'll find is you'll find two players that are in a position such that we can set a pin screen on them and skip the ball and make the zone. Now, why would you do that? Well, to make the zone rotate out of position. Someone else has got to cover that now, right. which means they're going to rotate, and you've created a closeout that you can drive, and the zone is rotating. Has Is the zone sophisticated enough to switch positions and rotate? Now, so – Steve, I would screen more against zones than I would man-to-man. Why? Because they're set up. Uh, they're easy to spot. Uh, uh, I don't care where the ball is located. You're going to find players that we can set pin screens on, baby pin screens, diagonal pin screens, the classic wing-to-wing pin screens. They're, and – the defensive players are there by design, whereas player to player, Steve, you know, right. it just depends on whether they're, you know, sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Depends on their level of right. defensive 
expertise, so, so, right? So how would you work? How there. would you how would you how would you break that down into drills and things as far as because I love the skip and the pin. I I, I think yeah. it's I think it's underutilized. Um, yep. It, how how would you do that in a practice? Would you do that ah, like the whole way again? All right. Now here here's here's a favorite way. Okay. You just gotta have a little bit of patience with this. Okay. First of all, five on five. Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying the podcast. A um, couple things you can do real quick. Subscribe and like here and on YouTube under T-Troops under YouTube. Leave any sort of reviews, any comments. We love those. Um, if you do any shopping on Amazon, down below is our Amazon link. Um, you know, it doesn't cost you anything, especially if you're a Prime member. Even if you're not a Prime member, we get a small little commission every time that you purchase through our link. Um, and the last thing is make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I can't imagine a better resource, a better way to um, expand your horizons. There's nothing like it on the web that I have found. Um, you know, I have experienced everything that you're experiencing. I've coached guys at the highest level. I've coached NBA guys. I've coached, you know, fifth grade boys how to dribble so it's i've i've experienced everything that you're experiencing and i am here to help um so you know go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better all right back to the podcast uh put a zone out there again just like the diagram put the ball in any spot top of the key wing corner i don't care either wing it doesn't matter put the ball there tell a zone to get set get your best positions then walk the offense through who should set the pin on which zone defender. Okay. Example. Hey, example. Ball's on the wing. You just said all zones, and they do, fall into a 2-3 or a 2-1-2 when the ball yeah. is in the out of one-third. That means, Steve, on the opposite side, on the weak side, there's going to be a high weak side defender and a low weak side defender. I don't right. care – what kind of zone you started with, right? Right. It's true. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Those two are there by assignment. That's right. their job. You can count on it, okay? That's why they're in a zone to do right. that. So I would turn to my offensive players on the weak side and say, now, look, this one's deeper than this one. We're going to, when the ball's on the wing, you call out pin. You come in and call it, and you line up and get ready to receive it. And after you receive it, now we'll be in redirect. So you might be shooting, you might be driving, you might be feeding the the new post player that's inside now, the guy that set the pin screen or the girl right. that set the pin screen. Okay, all right. Now, so you walk them through, say, two or three of those, all right? Like when the ball's up top, there's baby pin screens, players coming from the corner up to the wings and to the defensive wings and setting pin screens. And it's the old flare screen look. If, right. If you know what flare. Yep. Like yep. the offensive wings are going to slide about halfway to the corner, and it's a short skip. That's why we call it a baby pin, right? Right. But it, it forces the zone to rotate. All right. So, now, so you've walked them through it, right? And you, you ask your players, okay, do you understand that? Yes, we understand. Yeah, they'll all say, yes, they understand. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, we're going to play now, but it's going to be shell offense, and it's going to be shell defense. Defense, you can't touch the ball. Offense, you can't score. It will not turn live until someone sets a pin screen 
and we actually skip the ball. Then it'll be live. Until then, this is great defensive shell drill conditioning work. I'm going to go stand up here and drink a cup of coffee, coffee. and wait. Right. On my, <laughs> wait on now. you guys or you girls in the middle of action. Hey, no, no, no. They'll cheat. Tell them they can't start the possession. Okay. The, okay. Yeah, uh, they will cheat. Yeah. They'll always find a way to cheat in drills. Always. Always. Now, by the way, that's not a bad way to teach them. That, that was my second way to teach them is to start your possession against the zone with a pin and skip. And, and Steve, you could call it. Make it a call. Okay? Right. Example, you use your dribble at. So the ball dribbles at the wing. And the wing cuts and fills out on the weak side, and you get a double pin screen from on right. on, on the weak side, right? Yeah. And you just start with a pin. Well, at least you get one in. Right. And do you, do you, could you could you do the same premise with uh man with when they're playing man? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know okay. those to me are uh, training methods. Okay. You know. Yeah. You've got to move a you've got to move a team from from robotic. Robotic, yeah, to creating their own possessions, okay? That's a lot easier said than done. So what I think one of the stages in doing that is to come up with several different ways to enter the offense. Give them a name. Treat it just like you would a set play, a quick hitter. They're, they're used to that. And, and just tell them, look, I'm training you. Here's, let's take an example. Here's three ways. You know, here's three different ways to enter the offense other than a pass and cut, okay? Um, and team, so would, give me, give me three. So this, I oh, love this because I think this yeah. is part of our problem is we would enter it the same way. We would get into the read and react. And it would be become very like pass here. We're gonna well, we'd slip, but whatever. So it's almost like oh. you got to come up with call like this one. We're gonna work on a, a skip and a pin, or we're gonna work on. Yep. So what would you? What would be your priorities if you were doing that? Like the three calls. Okay, three calls. These are these are pretty easy calls. Okay. Okay. And they're they're with the first three layers. Right. Okay. So, um. The first one is uh, I dribble at either wing, and that wing cuts. And if they're open, great, we'll give it to them. It's not false offense, okay? But if we don't, we're not going to move the ball because that player is going to turn around, come back, and post up. Okay. And the ball handler is going to feed them, and we're going to get into our Laker cut and fill along the perimeter, okay? Okay. So So there's one. Okay. Now, by the way, that's not as – rote as you might think because you could dribble either way you're not so if your defense is and there might be a different kid on the wing each time that's right yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and if your defense is forcing you left go left right you don't have to go right if they're forcing you right go right i mean so okay. what okay you got a decision there you can make so it's not completely okay okay uh, that would be one i really like that one okay now uh while we're dribbling at the wing Let's just go ahead and get another one. I dribble at either wing, and that wing cuts, and if they're not open, they post up. But you don't feed them. You okay. throw the ball back uphill. Well, it, it wouldn't matter which way you threw it. You could throw it to the corner. You could throw it back up top. 
doesn't matter, okay? Whoever's in the post screen, steps out and back screens for you because you have to cut. Mm, okay. So you autom- automatically, you, you've gotten a back screen in. And by the way, the kid who sets the back screen, the one that was in the post, they need to shape up and look for, yeah, three-point <laughs> or go rip right. and go one-on-one. No. But then you can play from there. So I'll tell you why I like those two together. Okay. As quick hitters. Because this is the only two situations there are when someone's in the post. Right. I'm going to make this really clear to my guys and my girls. Look, right. you either feed the post or you don't feed the post. What else can you do there? There's nothing right. else you There's can do. There's nothing else you can do. So okay. If we feed the post, we all know what we're doing. If we don't feed the post, we all know what we're doing. And everybody's still going to get a chance, you know. Like, if you're in the post and we don't feed you, don't worry. You're still going to get your chance because when I pass the ball uphill, you're going to back screen for me. And when I go by, you're going to be next. You're going to shape up and get your turn, you know. Right. Okay, what else? Got any other ones? Oh, yeah. If you want to start with a pass and cut, uh, I would pass and cut and and, uh, uh, fill out away from the ball and set a pin screen and skip. Now, that way you've got a – and the pin screen would be by the opposite corner who would be filling up to the wing. Right. They'll just curl into the lane and set a pin screen on your defender. And what I really like about that is – if you're playing a very good defensive team, okay, a very good defensive team, okay, the the player who's cutting, his or her defender will not follow you out to the perimeter. They'll they'll turn around and they'll establish you know ball right. you man helping yep. positions in the lane, and that's who we want to pin. You know, that's when a pin screen. So, and, and with this, so, so there's a couple of couple opponents, and I know I've asked, people have asked me this a lot. So let's say we're playing a really, really aggressive team. They're aggressive on the ball. They're literally – they know what gum you're chewing, if I can quote from Hoosier. So what would you do as a set against that to be able to get into the offense and get some looks? Okay, I would do a double dribble at right away. Okay, and what is that? So okay, explain. so – so the so let's say the ball's in the middle of the floor. It's coming across half line, and you've got your two. Let's let's picture a five out set. You got two okay. on the wing in the corner, right? Yep. The post is empty. Now you could do this if the post was say uh, in a short corner. You could okay. still do that if you okay. had. Or, okay. So um, the ball handler say dribbles at the right wing. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Uh, you, you got me now. First, there's there's going to be two scoring opportunities right here. The first one is if this is a high pressure team, the the initial dribble at makes the wing cut. The lane is empty. You might hit that person for a layup. Okay, if they're a super aggressive, you know, deny one pass away team. That is exactly what a dribble at is meant for. Okay. okay. Yep. Now, by the way. The higher the pressure, the further away from the three-point line I'd be playing. In practice, I'd move my spots another giant step away from the three-point line. Okay? Oh, towards half court? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Okay. Because the the more aggressive these teams are, the more space you're going to have to cut, and the the further you got that you could beat them. Okay. Because a good team may be able to turn and deny you for one or two steps. But if they've got to keep up with you for five or six steps to get to the rim, they can't. The even if they're quick, out, even if they're quicker than you and more athletic than you. Yeah, I mean, I don't think defense wins every time. Much like I don't think offense wins every right, time. Right. Uh, just just because you're over the read line and you cut, that doesn't mean you're open all the time. Well, just because you're quicker than me doesn't mean you, I, I can't beat you in a race to the rim when you've got your back to it and I'm facing it, you know. So so nothing works every time in basketball, right? right? No, I know. No, offense or defense. Right. And that's, that, 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 I mean, that's the essence of reading red. That's why you've got to be able to go on to your next action. So so I dribble at my right wing. Okay. If they're open, great, I hit them. Now, by the way, there's another opportunity right away is you might be able to draft that cutter. Just lean in and drive right off of their tail. Okay. Okay, so it's yep. a dribble at draft drive. Okay. Okay. Uh, if, if, especially if you burn them one time with, with a dribble at. Yeah. Right. Then you can take one dribble and that your teammate starts cutting and on your, your next dribble you're already leaning in, turning the corner. Now, a lot of this depends on how – the ball handler is being defended, obviously, right? Right, okay. and the ball right, and the ball see. handler tends to be pressured really hard. Yeah, well, then, then I really like dribble at drive drives because okay. the closer the defender is to the ball handler, the I think it's, the easier it is to kind of turn the corner and lean in and get okay. around them. You don't even need to get completely around them, Steve. Okay, just get them on your side and lean into them. By the way. This leads to a great drill you should – kind of drill work you should do is put the defender on the side of the offensive player and tell both of them that they've got to lean in on and battle each other all the way to the rim for a layup. Now, I'm not looking for – I'm just looking for the ball handler to get used to the, the someone yes. on the side, you know? Yes. Yeah. And if so – you don't have to beat people clean. You just got to get them on your side to get them all the way. To, all and the I way do a right. drill on the, on the whole sideline of the court. So we use the court sideline, and we just we're not even attacking the rim. I just want them to feel what that's like yeah. when they're on your hip a little bit because it's okay. Yeah, that's it's good. Okay. You're winning at that point. Yeah, yeah. That's, you're boy. That's a great message to send them. Yeah, yeah. Don't shy away from this. This is good. You've won if you can get them on your side there, lean right. into them. And what would you do if you have what do you do any special other than a maybe a pin and a skip for shooters to kind of cuz as soon as some kids hit some threes it seems like the read and react works better cuz the spacing works better. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. I, let me I'll give you another quick hitter, but first let me finish the double dribble okay. at for a yes. high pressure team, all right? All right. So I dribble at the right wing uh the wing cuts not open and I don't draft them. Okay. Well, you got you failed, right? You got so you got to turn around and face the top of the key, right? All right. So this may be between your legs or around your back or a spin, but you got to be careful. You're being you can't cross over right in front of your defender if they're high pressure, right? Right. But regardless, you get to that wing, you turn around, 
And see, somebody, the left wing is filling the top of the key, right? Right, yep, as, yep. As you leave it, as you leave the top of the key, they're filling the top of the key, right? Right. And so as you turn around to look at them, if this is a high-pressure team, that defender is going to be out there thinking steal or deny. Yep. And this is why I say take him higher, higher, higher. I'd try to tag the jump center circle like right. as high as you can go because then when the ball handler turns around and takes one dribble at you, just one dribble, that's your that's your signal to cut. And many times you'll have momentum. That left wing, if you can time it right, you know, fill fill high slowly so that you're still moving toward the head of the key when the ball handler turns around. Now you've got a little momentum. Your defender's moving up and away, and then you plant change speeds, change angles, and you've got a lot, a lot of, of real estate to beat them. Yeah. Now, okay. I'm actually not through right there because if that player's not open, the ball handler can draft that cutter too, and now they're going right down the gut, right down the highway, right, right down the middle of the floor, you know. Now, in that case that I was calling out, it's, it'd be with your left hand, you'd be leaning in and drafting that second cutter all the way, right? It's hard to teach drafting. It's hard to teach drafting. It is. It is, it is but – and everybody won't do it, but you're going to find one or two that just say, oh, man, this is how I sign my name to the game. This is this fits me. And, of course, every time somebody passes to you and cuts, you could draft them. Right. And, of course, every time you dribble at someone, you could draft them. Okay? So, hey, now, back to your next question, like, great shooter, right? Right. I've done this in a number of scenarios. Uh Smart player, this one example I'm thinking of, very smart player and best three-point shooter on the team, happens to be their point guard. Their number one ball handler, right? Right. And they're coming down and getting rid of the ball, right? They're coming down and they're passing to the right or left. Eventually, eventually they give it the ball. Even if it's a dribble ladder, they give it the ball, right? And they cut. And so this is really simple. As I said, look, once your feet get wet, once your feet hit the paint, if you hadn't gotten the ball back, I want you to back screen somebody that is one spot away from the ball. I don't want you going to the weak side. I don't want you to doing this, doing that. Now, obviously, if you can set a pin screen for them, that'd be great. Yeah. But, right. but I would uh, back screen somebody one spot away. Why? Because you're in the next action. You know, you're setting pins. You're setting a back screen. And immediately shaping up for the three-point shot. And uh, teams will – they will default toward, to stopping that backstring cutter from shooting a layup. It's like a dunk, you know. I mean, they, people don't want to get – for some reason, they don't want to get burned on yeah. that layup. And they'll leave your three-point shooter shaping up 100% of the time. So that's a good now, drill. I'm just thinking out loud. That's a good drill, like – so here's my three shooters. We got to work on setting back screens one pass away and then yeah. flaring out the – yeah. So they got to yeah. use that movement because that's a different yeah. movement for shooters necessarily to set the it screen is. to the top. 
Yeah. And you're right. They got to work on their footwork. How do right. you shape up and get ready just to catch, step, and shoot, you know, or to catch and a hop and shoot? I mean, it's all shot preparation, you know. Right. You got to set the back screen, then take another step out. And then you've got to kind of reverse pivot and have, you know, have, be an eager receiver with your hands right. ready. Right. And, and you, do, you don't want to catch and then pivot around and then look at the goal and then dip, but you, you're not going to be open. You know, it's right. all shot preparation. Yeah, and that's not a normal movement for someone that's a sh- former shooter. That's not a, right. necessarily a normal movement that you work on. Right. From, from the back screen part to the shot. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that – yeah. go ahead. And then and then I'd also maybe, you know, they're, they're the ones you set up a quick hitter to set pin screens for them, you know. So they right. pass – They this time you – you, you go to the weak side, and we're going to set – I mean, I was watching a clip of uh, T.J. Rosine at Emmanuel College. T.J.'s and a great guy. Great guy. Anyway, uh, I great mean, guy. He's, <laughs> he just gets more brilliant every year. I, I find myself – I'm surprised someone hasn't stolen – I'm surprised someone hasn't come and grabbed him. I'm telling oh, you. I, I, I'm totally surprised. I am. I, I'm, I, I'm surprised he's not already in the NBA. Forget right. it. I know. I know. But uh, every year he gets so much better in so many areas of coaching. I I did these uh, two clinics this fall with him. We we called them a two-man clinic. It was just me and him. We did it kind of last minute. We did one in Nashville, one in Hilton Head. And I found myself – you know, I'm supposed to be kind of – we're supposed to be playing off each other, right? Right. So I'm listening to what he says, and then I'm I'm – you know – how can I work that? Hey everybody, in? I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you subscribe. Um, and we would really appreciate that. Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen, five, those five-star reviews mean a ton to us. Uh, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. How can day. I work that into the Read and React, the next thing we're doing? And then he would take what I'm doing in Read and React. He would enhance it. And blah, blah, blah. we're just kind of going back and forth like that. But more times than not, I just – I found myself just like taking notes and being in amazement at him going, Oh right. man. Oh, I'm writing down. <laughs> no. I know. And then it comes my time and I'm going, Oh, wait a minute. I, I'm not even prepared. I, <laughs> I, I want to talk about what TJ. What he just did. With, I know. But, but anyway, anyway, I'm watching a game clip of, uh, of his team and, and he's got this one really good three point shooter that, that particular year. And uh, the kid cuts, goes through, and heads out to the weak side. It, this is not a call, by the way. This wasn't a call. They set double pin screen. Two offensive players on one on that on that shooter's defender. It was a double double really? pin screen for the shooter. Okay, that's how intentional they were at getting their best three point shooter. Um, you know, you, don't see, and you don't see that. <laughs> no, uh, no. I, but yeah, hey, this this is where the art of coaching the react comes in, where you can really look. Okay, we've got all the rules in. Okay, so we we can now kind of flow from one action to another. I'm happy with the offense. You guys can create your own possessions. Okay, what's next? Well, let me tell you what's next. What's next is. Hiding our weaknesses and playing to our strengths. And who's the best three-point shooter here? Hey, whenever he fills out on weak side, we, we need to make his defender pay. 
We right. need double. I mean, and you just need to start emphasizing. Well, this. and the thing is, the way you're, I think the way you, part of coaching is selling too. Part of the yeah. way oh, yeah. you sell that, okay, we're going to set this up. Here's our best reach point shooter. But when they start cheating, once he hits two, you're going to get a slip right to the basket and you get a layup and a oh, dunk. I mean, and that's, that's the way you got to sell it. Sell it, set, do a couple of these pins, and then yep. you're going to get a dunk. Because, yep. yeah, because yeah, that slip's going to be there because they're going to cheat out. So it's you gotta it, almost be two steps ahead of the kids a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I I don't think that I've ever sold a pin screen, back screen, cross screen, invite screen, any screen. I've never sold a one of them as just being a good team player right. and getting this guy open. <laughs> right. I, I've said, look, this is how you're going to score. They're they're going to you're going to legitimately try to get your teammate open and. And that teammate may score once or twice on this, but I'm telling you, we're going to teach you how to shape up and we're going to feed you the ball. You you may be getting it after it. You may be slipping it ahead of time. Let's start working on your game, and it starts with you setting the pin screen. That's how you get open or any kind of screen. That's how you get open. Right. And, and you get more screens set that way, <laughs> you right? Do. You got to be a psychologist. All right, let's talk about your practicing. So – um, so here are the three things that people always talk to me about. The, All right. I swear to God, number one, no, the, and, and these are in no particular order. They ask me about how to deal with parents. They ask <laughs> me how to get my kids to play harder. And then, wow. and then it's practice planning. It is literally practice. That, that is the, that is the trifecta of coaches that I, at least in the last 10 years that I've, that people have been asking me questions. That's the trifecta three. So you've definitely hit on one of the three trifectas. Um, wow. Yeah. But go, I, I want you to explain because I'm only through like level. I have offense, defense, player, development, communication. But I've only gotten emails on the first couple so far. So, oh, really? Okay. So, so explain to me what it's doing, how it came about. I mean, it's, uh -huh. it's very intriguing. Okay. Hey, first, let me say something about parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I got a good suggestion for you. Have a sit down with all your kids, all your players, before your parent meeting at the beginning of the season, okay? Yep. And work out. This means you've got to have some courageous conversations, truthful conversations with every player in terms of their role. They must agree with you. This is not you dictating – this is, we've got to reach an agreement. This is how I see you. This is what you're going to do, okay? Have it. Have the players write it down. So when your parent, uh, when, when your team meeting with your parents or, or, uh, begins, every player stands up one at a time and says in front of all the parents and theirs, hey, my name is Rick Torbett. I'm a 20-minute player. I'm a 20-point player. I get to go in when we're 20 points ahead or 20 points behind, you know, that kind of thing. And you know, the next player stands up and says, you know, I'm Joe Blow. I'm a senior, and I'm expected to score, you know, 15 points a game and get 10 rebounds. I'll probably play about 20 out of the 32 minutes, blah, blah, blah. You know, and they go around and get, suddenly the role is identified Right. The parents catch on that, oh, you mean my son's not going to be playing 32 minutes every game? And, and, and not only that, he or she doesn't expect it. 
it just I, I think a lot of the problems come from uh, uh, wrong expectations on three different you know from three different parties the coach the parents and the player and if there's any way you can do that in a uh, a yep. genuine and, and uh, I and, and, and before we get into the practicing with roles, yeah. I do two sets of roles. I do beginning roles, which would be that with the kid, yeah. but I've never done it with the parent. That's an interesting. Uh, and then I do a midseason one where, oh, that's awesome. oh yeah, we do it right after Christmas and we type it up. And everybody, like I have my role, and I type it all up and we hand it out and we talk about it. And it's like they're, they're in their lockers, they take them home and have their parents. And so here's like. So even my assistant coaches, the, the managers, everybody, here's your role. This is what my role is. This is what your role is. So oh, cause it, it does shift. It does shift during the season. Oh, it changes. Um, that's why yeah. that's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It changes throughout the season. That would be really good. And Christmas is probably a good time. Yeah, it's about mid-season. It's about the right sport. All right, so tell me how this practicing came about. Okay. All right. Um, well, that has been – I don't get the same emails as you. So okay. the emails I get uh, are, I run out of time. I just don't have enough time. You know, and it usually starts like this. Uh, Rick, I'm, I've heard you say that we need to incorporate redirect into everything we do in practice. Otherwise, we don't get the, the amount of reps needed to, to master the system, you know. It, but – I need, my defense needs just as much work. And my, my fundamental skills from my players, you know. I mean, if, if I spent all of practice just shooting, dribbling, working one-on-one ball, it wouldn't be a wasted practice. It really wouldn't, you know. Right. I mean, and, but still I, still I need, as I mentioned those others, like we got to work on our communication, conditioning. Is a big right. – we, we got to get conditioning in there somehow, you know. And then, see, I really believe on, on certain levels, players have not learned how to compete yet. I think it's part of sports that they've got to learn how to compete. Right. And yes. um, so the more competition you can, you can work in the practice, the better it is for – I'm telling you, it's a, I think it's a generational thing too. Like, I don't know, we used to compete on – when I grew up, we were competing yeah. on everything. Everything. Like, we play board games. We play everything was a competition, and it's not they they have they have their electronics and they compete, but it's yeah. not. It's like we'd go in the backyard and play flag football, or we'd yeah. be like everything was a competition when we were growing up. And I don't, sure. I think I agree with that one thousand percent. I don't think it's the same <laughs> for this generation. Um, no, no, right? I agree. I agree. And we couldn't well, play board games in my house because no one would talk to each other for like a week. You know. <laughs> Well, the, and, and look, I've tried to solve this problem in a number of ways. I think I've failed over the last eight years uh, ever since Reading Rack came out. I've, been, I've said the following, but I've not been able to find the solution, okay? I've said right. the following now. And the following is, uh, and, you know, it's a quote from the New Testament that, uh, that uh, you know, the Pharisees were complaining to uh, Jesus about, uh, his new way of uh, relating to God, the Father, you know? Right. And he said, and their, and their complaint was, well, look, you know, this is the way we've done it. This is the way we've already done it. Here's our, here's our rules. Here's our traditions. Here's the way we do it. And, and, and Jesus says, well, uh, 
I'm sorry, you can't put new wine into old wineskins. You can't sew a new patch of cloth onto an old garment because then when you wash it, the new, of course, will shrink. He didn't say this, but that's why, you know, the new will shrink and it will tear away from the old garment. The old garment's already shrunk, you know. And he's saying, basically, look, you need a new container. You need a new, a new uh, like mechanism to do this. Mechanism, yeah. excellent, yeah, for for a new paradigm. Okay, right. Well, I've I've said that, you know, and but I've not come up with a solution. Well, I was playing around with this this year, did a lot of drill works, and and um, uh, when I was coming up with a lot of drills, I, I came up. I, I think uh, since January. Um, I created uh, 114 new drills, 64 three-player drills and 54 and five-player drills that have still yet to be released. They're going to be released here in about a, a week. Okay. Um, and as I was doing this drill work, Steve, um, uh, I, I, this is kind of how it started, you know? Like I had five – I was doing a five-player drill, and I wanted everybody to get a shot. So I thought, well, why don't I make this a 10-player drill? I'll have, right. I'll have five players on the floor with one ball. They'll do a certain action, and they'll score, right? But what that means is only one player will score. Right. Right? The other four are just standing, right? Okay, we're done, right? So I told, uh, the, there's, I told everybody to pair up. So let's say you got team A and team B. And this started like this. Team B is on the baseline and there's you know, each one of them has a basketball. Everybody on team A and team B, uh, they have a partner. For instance, Steve, you're on team A. Right. I'm on team B. I'm your partner. And okay. I, I started telling them, look, uh, you're training partners. Steve, you and I, we've got to train each other, okay? And we're not going to switch around. It's going to be me and you, okay? so. Yeah. Your team, and this is how the fusion starts, your team rehearses a certain action. Let's start, let's start with something really simple, okay? Pass and cut for a layup, right? So your team's just learning how to do this. Pass, cut, fill up, fill out, right? Yep. All that. Yep. They're learning the language. Layer 67 or whatever it is. Yes, no, just, <laughs> right. just yeah, yeah. And you say, I always tease you about your layers. It's like, oh, my God, cold sweat with all the layers. <laughs> Hey, it's got to be measured, numbered, if you're going to teach it and transfer it and learn it. Yeah. That's the only reason, okay? Yes. Uh, but uh, let's say you're doing that and, and you've told the team, it's your team, you know, you're on the floor right now. Right. And, and, I, and the coach has said, Steve, your team's going to rehearse this. And after three or four passes, I want you to hit somebody for a layup. Just learn how to do that and – it's not going to be scripted, right? I mean, right. you've done this. Yep. You know, yep. right? Yep. Okay. So, Steve, let's say let's say you are the one that they pass it to and you score a layup, right? I'm your partner. I have a ball, right? Okay, now just hang on to this thought. Now, you've got your shot. So, I'm not going to throw you – my ball because you got your shot but you're 14 hey i hope you're enjoying the podcast 
I bet most people don't go, hey, on their podcasts. Anyway, make sure you subscribe and like. Um, lots, of, lots of ways you can help us out that don't cost you one penny. You can subscribe and like and leave a review. We really do appreciate those here. You can do that on YouTube. Go over and cheat hoops. There's thousands of videos over there. You can um, use our Amazon link down below, www.teachhoops.com backslash Amazon. So anytime you do any shopping, especially if you're listening to this over Christmas, um, we get a small little commission and it help, doesn't cost you anything else. doesn't cost anybody anything other than Amazon, I guess. Um, and then uh, helps us with our hosting fees. And then if you really want to help, help us out you come over and join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better um you know i am here to help i'm here to serve one of the reasons i got into coaching was help kids help other players help coaches um you know I, there's no hidden agenda here you know we're not playing um, but i have been through it i have coached at every level i've done i've done those youth tournaments i've done you know won multiple state titles i've you know i i know what you're going through trust me um and i can help so let me know in any way if i can do that and let's get back to the podcast. Teammates now are going to get their shot because their their partners on the baseline on my team are going to call out their name, and they're going to throw them a pass. They're going to do a defensive closeout. Okay, so we can work on defensive closeouts. This is good for uh, we can't right. do enough of that. And let's just start with catching and shooting. All four of your teammates. Wherever they are, are going to catch and shoot with a closeout defender coming on them, right? Okay. Are we good so yep. far? Yep. Right now, just hang on to this. Picture this. You've still got your ball because you shot a layup and pulled it out of the net, right? Mm-hmm. Right? I've still got a ball because I didn't pass to you. You got your shot. But for those eight others, the players on your team all took a shot. And they let's say they all went and rebounded their own shot, right? Right. Now, Steve, your whole team has a ball, right? Right. My team, my four teammates do not have a ball, but I do. Right. So we immediately go to offense. And I'm the one who starts the next possession because I've got a ball. Now, Steve, you and your guys are on the baseline, each with a ball. And we're, we've just flipped offense to defense. defense. And now it's randomized because we don't know who's going to score. Right. Which the positionlessness of, of, of reading and So I get to start the same rehearsal, and blah, 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 blah. And let's say one of my teammates uh, scores, not me. Right. Well, immediately, Steve, you're calling my name. Immediately, I'm calling your name. Steve, 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 right over here. I'm moving, maybe moving to get a better angle, you know, to get your pass. And you throw and you close out on me and I catch and shoot. Maybe you, maybe coach is teaching how to check out, that type of, you can't do enough of that, right? Right. And then immediately, we've switched. Because as soon as you've closed out on me and I've taken my shot, you stay. You're on offense. I go rebound. Take my ball, get on the baseline. baseline. And now, Steve, what I found, I was doing this as a drill for one of my drill things. Right. And I thought, wait a minute. Now, did the, the player said to me, well, Coach, when do we stop? Because this, once you start this, this just keeps it's going forever. And I, yeah. And I got to thinking, man, you mean I don't have to micromanage this and start and stop it? I could just let this go. Now that I've got them started, I could go stand over here and take my notepad 
watch the big action, you right. know, start correcting and tweaking things and talking to players on, on in every area. I, I could be talking to players about what they're doing on their offense. I could be talking to the players who are closing out. Look, that's not how we close out. Look, right. I need you to close out shorter, longer, hands up. This is how you check out. I could be talking uh, to just the player development side of this. Okay, okay, guys, okay, girls. Instead of catching and shooting, I want you to do what Coach Collins said a moment ago. I, I want you to pass, go close out, get on the side of them, okay, and give them pressure, and you're, we're going to do what I call battlefield, right? Right. We're going to drive with a pressure defender giving you contact all the way to go, and I want you to finish off. Do you hear what I'm saying? Right. I could do anything in player development that I want to now. Right. This is not just a catch and shoot thing. This right. could be a catch and hop back three. Catch, drive, pull up, jump. Catch. Basically everything, any, yes. Yeah. Anything, right? Because yeah. I've got a partner. Right. Right? So, and the, then the offensive defense switches, and – and I could stay with that particular rehearsal until I'm happy with it, you know. And if I'm not happy, uh, then we just keep we keep at it. Now that's right. the first. That's one mode, okay? Yeah. Because the the rest of these, and I've got uh, four or five other modes, is defense. the The player that's the players that are on the baseline. They come out and start playing defense. Like now, Steve, I'm not. You're you're on offense. I come out and guard you, but I've still got a ball. Okay. Yeah. This is a little. This is where it gets a little weird. Okay. I start requiring the defense to play defense, but with a ball in their hands. Now I'll give you an example. Let's say you require the defense to hold the ball with two hands. All right. Now, offense is still rehearsing the same thing, let's say, okay? But now, Steve, offense has defenders they must cut by. They must pass around. They can't just pass to anybody, right? Right. You've got to wait till someone's actually open to hit them. Now I can start talking to the offense about front cuts, rear cuts, read lines, da-da-da, right? Right. I could start talking to the ball handler about how to hold the ball and get in a powerful position because you've got a defender on you. Now, defense, though, if I'm requiring them – let's turn our attention to them. If I'm requiring them to hold the ball with two hands while they play defense, Steve, they they can't cheat with their hands. They can't hold. They can't – they got to use their feet. And I've handicapped them to a certain degree. It's tougher. It's tougher to play defense like this can't use your arms as well right. to, to move it, okay? you got to really switch your hips, use your feet, and that kind of thing. But now I or my assistant coach can start demanding the positions that we want on defense. Hey, this is how we play one spot away. This is, how we, this is where we are in help defense. You know, you're two spots away. I want you here, you know. And, by the way, this is how we're going to guard the ball this year. We're going to shade it this way, force it that way. We can go ahead and start in this mode, and so your team, let's say they're still practicing, rehearsing the pass and cut thing, right? All right? Right. 
and they finally find somebody open and they hit them, okay, for a layup. Well, we're still in our train our partners mode, right. okay? That's never going to change. So, Steve, maybe your teammate, you pass to your teammate, and your teammate has to go up with some contact and score because his defender still has the ball. Around the ball. But, see, then I'll be turning to you, and I'm, I might have to back up a few, few steps and then throw you the ball, close out, and do whatever it is that Coach has said we're working on, okay? Hey, it could be, Steve, that Coach has said, hey, you guys just work on your game. Maybe I know what I need to work on. Maybe you know what you need to work on. And between the two of us, we're just iron sharpening iron. Every time the team scores in rehearsal, we get to work on our game. So you're getting up on every rehearsal. You're getting uh, five shots. every, But you're also getting – it's not just getting up shots. You're getting training going on there, right? Right. All right. I've got – a whole bunch of other things that players do with the ball while they're on defense, okay? Right. Uh, and and it's a challenge, okay? I mean, it's a challenge, say, to, to dribble and play defense, okay? But then I, I eventually get to a composite mode where you've got to demonstrate to me that you know what you're doing on defense by what you're doing with the ball. Ooh, this becomes so oh, – I got so excited doing this, you know, uh, because it's easy to spot by what the players do with their ball. You know, I've got – they got a dribble. I've got a tucking position. Looks like a football running back right. where you yeah. got one hand with and one hand – the ball yeah. tucked under one. Yeah. And, and you, you, you do this for certain by the position, that, that kind of thing, okay? Um, but let me, let me step back and take a – and just – Talk about a big picture um, aspect of this. Uh, my whole time of coaching in basketball, I've heard from the greats that, and now there's studies uh, to back this up now, uh, some pretty hard data that says if you can get players to involve two parts of their brain at the same time in practice and in drills and that type of thing, they develop faster. Okay, now I don't know what area they develop faster in. Maybe it's the thinking, maybe it's the reaction. I don't know, but they develop. The, there are studies that show you that if you put a choice, as an example, a decision into any kind of drill, they develop, players develop faster. Well, as you can imagine, once defense throws their ball off, and they can play it. It's easier. It's, right. This is like overloading, you know. This is like overload training. This is like uh, if you're, if you're going to race a 10K, you don't train 10K. You, you train 15K, and that's how right. you overtrain, to, right? Right. Well, I'm trying to make defense easier while working on their player development at, at the same time, their skills at the same time. Now – so I'm going back to what I was talking about before with my guys just cutting to the basket. Like I should give them maybe like two choices. You can cut to the basket or you can go set a back. I mean, yeah. I, okay. I see you, you want them to make a decision in that specific point. Yes. At yes. some point. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, 
a couple of big picture items here with the fusion project. Okay. Instead of, I'll tell you my, I'll tell you my goal. Let me, let me go big goal first. Okay. Here's what I found. I did this with a 15 and under AAU boys team okay. here where I live. A, a friend of mine asked, you know, it was like, uh, could you teach just the first few layers of reading react? Oh, yeah, great. So how long do I have? Well, you got like an hour and a half, you know, and, and we've, we, there's other things we've got to work on. So I'll, I'll give you an hour. Okay. Okay. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to get in done in an hour? Right. right? You, You've taught this before. It's kind of tough, right? Right. So I put them into this fusion mode. I taught them this fusion mode, all right? And we begin to go through pass and cut and dribble that and uh, posting up and feeding the post. And, and then mixing those three, shuffling the deck and draft driving. We, we got pretty deep in an hour doing this, right? But here's the here, – here, and, of course, they're shooting. And we changed our – player development thing that we were doing uh, several times, you know, during this hour. But here's the kicker. They didn't even ask for a water break until the hour was almost up. Somebody said, you know, coach, in fact, I noticed some passes like being missed and some, some things going on that said there's some fatigue going on. I hadn't even checked the clock. Right. And we'd gone an hour without any kind of a break. And I, I, I blew my whistle and brought them together. I said, guys, I'm, I'm so sorry. I mean, I can see some miscoordination out there. And, and I said, we, why didn't one of you guys, you know, just say, coach, can we get a, can we hydrate? Right. And they said, well, that's because it felt like 15 minutes. We've been involved doing something there's not been a moment where we've had a chance to even right. stop and think it's just been always something next yeah uh, i got to thinking yep. yeah here's a way to build your next next uh habit you know the habit of always moving to the next thing no real no chance to relax in again you're always moving to the next thing you know um uh so after an hour we had our conditioning in. These kids were, I mean, they were drenched, okay? Right. They were drenched. And I've got a couple other things I did with them I'm going to tell you. Uh, we had our conditioning in. They had learned the offense. They had uh, reviewed everything their coach uh, uh, wanted defensively. Um, and, uh, and, and we got a ton. Well, as best I can guess, my best estimates on this is after filming, after videoing this, is you'll get about 900 to 960 shots in an hour. Now, that's 90 shots. With 10 players, that's 90 shots per player. That ain't bad. No. Okay. That's no. a lot. That's a lot that's of shots with, within a practice. Yes, within a practice. Within a practice, yeah. considering yep. you're getting everything else, right? right. Now, right. I tell now, so now, I'm still kind of in a big picture thing here, but I, I want to tell you a couple other things that I did during that hour of fusion. At any time, I turned on a song, say, 
sometimes I, you know, if I have a, if I'm hooked into their speaker system, I can just hit my phone and turn on a song. When a song comes on, defense has to roll their basketballs off and it's live. It's immediately live scrimmage until that song ends. They're up and down and I'm testing. I'm testing. Is this working or is this not? Is it sticking or is it not? Are they using it when we play or not, right? And three, three and a half minutes, we're right back. Everybody's back to the teams doing the same thing. So I keep them frosty with this, okay? I break I like into that. I like that because of- it's, it's, it's a, a song is always like between two and four, two and a half and four yeah. minutes. So it's a right. perfect way of – because coaches have a tendency to get the wheels spinning and then they it's like stuck in a mud and they won't leave. Yes. Yes, and they're not checking – not checking for understanding. Yeah, either one too much. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want that hard spurt for, like you say, two to four minutes, you know. They're keeping score when they do that. Okay. You know, and we do some silly thing like loser does one push-up or something like that, right. and then we're right, grab some water, and we're right back into fusion. Now, I might be, if I didn't like what I saw, I might be sticking with the same rehearsal. If I like what I saw – I'm going on to the next rehearsal. So let me say something about that. I've got 32 five-player rehearsals okay. that build and train the read and react. Okay. So if you if you've not, this is a different way of putting it in okay. than the traditional method. You're rehearsing it with five players. You're learning it that way. Right. Okay. But I'm not using all of your practice time. Uh, by the way, I have another way of putting competition in there that demands communication and keeping up with time and scoring. I just we just don't have time to get into right. it. It's called okay. Moneyball. Uh, okay. Coaches will see it when so that and the reason I did that, Steve, is so that we're competing all of the time, so that every shot counts. It counts for a score. I'll explain this maybe okay. later if we have. But 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 back to a big picture. So in one hour, I was done, right? I'm finished, all right? That left – they only had 90-minute practice. That left 30 minutes to work on out-of-bounds plays, press breaks, uh, breaking down some certain action into some three-player drill you want to kind of sharpen the edge on, work on your free throws. I mean, I've got 30 minutes to work on all those other little things, some special situation the coach wants – to look clock, at clock but, situations, all, there's all sorts clock. of stuff. You spe- specific, very minute stuff. Yes, right. But from here on, Steve, I've got the main thing done. The main thing is the main thing. I've got those six areas taken care of at, in one time frame, one time slot. Uh, in fact, I, I think it's it's worth a coach thinking about flipping that. Take your first if you've got a ninety minute practice. Take your first thirty minutes. And do all your thinking stuff. You know, all your out-of-bounds right. playing. Yeah. Special situations like you were talking about, right? Clock situations. When, when kids are still fresh and they can think and they're still transitioning from the classroom or wherever to right. the court, right? So you've got all the thinking stuff out of the way. They're nice and warmed up. It's 30 minutes in. You take a little water. And then we hit fusion, and there's no need to save it. Right. Because in the end of an hour with fusion, we're done. We're toast. 
And so what, work- what? So what happens when you have fifteen kids on your roster? Oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> I've done it. I've actually videoed uh, this. Uh, one particular team had fifteen, and so we have one ball for the team on offense, and then the team on defense has five, and the team C, the third team, <laughs> yeah. has they all have a ball. Okay. Okay. And, and so. There's just a rotation. In, and, and, okay, and, you do, and you do that if you're at 14. You do a rotation yeah. where people – One out. One well, comes 14, I'd have, I'd have two on this end and two on that end. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Because I'm just thinking of every coach that's listening to this, no one's ever going to have 10 exactly. You know, they're going to no, have no. 12 one so day. Let me, tell you, let me tell you what I would have. All right, so with 15, uh, all right, so when – Let's say when offense shot and they all rebounded their ball, they went to the end of the line. Right. Because the next team is stepping up on on defense. And we just we had no problem doing that. Now, there's a little more rest there, yeah, because you're resting. But you're only resting one possession before right. you're back in. Right. You know? And then I've also done it with, say, 12 players. So we just – we did – we did two teams of six, and there's just a kid that rotates in, okay? Right. There's the, they're, getting, they're getting a rest every six, which isn't bad. Yeah, it's just – No, that's know, not bad team. at all. Right. I'll tell you, though, uh, it really forces them to communicate. Okay, for instance, okay, I'm coming in for you. you got to tell me who your partner is. Right. Every time, because i got to know who's throwing to me and who I'm throwing to. Yeah, everything we do, everything we do, and we do triples. Like you know, you got to figure out, you got to figure it out yourself. And then if you can't figure it out yourself, you got to go ask a teammate. And then if you can't figure it out after that, you come see me. Uh, You know. So, but I'm I'm forcing the communication aspect of like trying to figure it out on your own. If you can't, then go find a friend that can help you. And then if you can't, then the two of you come, and I will help you because you want to build them to to talk. I agree. Right. Right. Why? Why? Why did you call it fusion? Uh, because I kept, I did struggle with the name. It was because um, um, read and react is an awesome name. Like it is exactly yeah. what you're trying to do. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, fusion. I was trying to fuse together six areas that I all all great teams excel. In six areas, and I see, you know, when you right. watch like who makes it to the final four, they've all got an offense that's just worth watching. Okay, yep. okay, They're, they've got a defense that is excellent in some area. You know, I, I don't know. There's always something special. They can't get there unless they've got a defense they can uh, depend on. They're not weak in those two areas. They've got a uh, program. I'll guarantee you a plan of action to develop their players even during the season. They're developing their, their player skills. You'll usually hear them talk about how their communication is just off the shelf. You know, it's just they talk on the floor, they talk off the floor, they talk on offense, they talk on defense. Exceptional teams communicate, you know. And then uh, you'll hear them brag about their, their uh, conditioning, right? right. Yeah, you know how. Okay, that's almost a given. You just can't get right. there with that. Yeah. And then, and then you'll hear coaches when they talk about their teams, like you know, in clinics. You know, yeah, we won the national championship. But let, let me tell you something. Our kids 
know how to compete, man. They right. they They're compete yeah. from the yeah. moment they step on the – you know, you've heard it, right? Mm-hmm. There's true. something about them competitive. You know, they just refuse to lose that kind of thing, right? Right. And I thought, I know there's more areas than those six, but those six seem to just stand out. And I thought, if, if I could just fuse those six alone together right. – it would solve that time problem that I keep hearing coaches have in, in their practices. And, and, and Steve, I'm kind of – I'm excited about it, but I'm also, I don't know, a little apprehensive. Like, like I don't want to – I know it's not going to solve all the problems. No, but it's going to solve a lot. Like, it, it is. Uh, yeah. It is. And I think and, – and the, and the thing is, I think – because you haven't – when we're taping this, you haven't launched it yet. So I think in six months when you and I talk again, I think yeah. I will have some things, and then you'll. I, I oh. think it's it's a oh. it will be a curve. I think there'll be oh, a huge curve. Absolutely. I'm yeah. I can't wait to communicate that. I'm gonna try to with, with some webinars or something like that. See, I think I'm going to be adding to this fusion project. You're going to see um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, appendix. You know, right. Appendix. Yes. 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 Because. Once it gets into coaches' hands like yours, right, you're going to find some things in your laboratory that that I didn't, right. and you're going to say things like, "Hey, you know something? I found that uh, let's say offensively that this rehearsal when we combine this and link this with it, it, you know, we got so much more out of." Or you're going to say something like, "You know, I found that when I told the defense when, when we were trying to learn how to post up." Right. It's better to put the defense in a two-hand mode, blah, blah, blah. You know, a, a particular defensive mode for one particular offensive action. Um, example, right. hey, I'll give, you, I'll give you a quick example. I told uh, – we were working on read lines and okay. curl the puppy dog and all that, right? Right, Until yep. And, you know, we, we needed high-pressure overplay, right? Yep. So I put the defense in our two-hand hold mode. Yep. And I said, defense, for next few minutes, I, I want you to work on – forget help. I want you to work on how close you can stick and shadow your defense. I want you to try to touch your man with your ball at all times. So you know what that meant? It was away from the ball when they were filling into – it looked just like, you know – a high pressure way out there over the read line teams, you know? Right. And so we, the kids could work legitimately on their rear cuts and, and their uh, even dribble ats were so much better doing that, you know? Right. Well, I expect that kind of feedback from you and the right. rest of the coaches who, who, who dive into fusion. Absolutely. I am. Yeah. Right. I think that's, what's going to happen. It's like anything, you know, the first model T is not what we're driving right now. It's like, okay. This, yeah. You know, your first, the first time you did read and react, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> that's where all the, yeah. I mean, you oh. have to, yeah. All the appendix and stuff. Oh, I, I really thought when I first put out reading react, all I was doing, I just wanted to put out the minimum amount. I didn't want to step on coaches' toes, you know, the minimum amount that it would take to keep your team together, coordinated, be able to go from one action to the next. So right. I didn't have anything on transition or press break or right. uh, just all kinds of stuff like that. And and once it got out, I was inundated with, hey, right. why, you know, 
I'm looking for a complete offensive system. Right. You're I'm not going on vacation when you launch this thing, I think, because <laughs> the emails no, will start. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you one other thing I'm looking forward to is the, the communication between each other. Here's what I mean. Instead of me saying, hey, you remember me describing that one uh, quick hitter you were talk- we, we were talking yeah, through? Yeah, like, yeah. I dribble at the wing, wing right. post up. We yep. don't throw it to them. We throw it uphill. They backspin. Yep. We go, right? Yep. Well, in the Fusion Project, that's got a number. It's number 22 or it's number 17. Right. It's number 20. We're going to be able to communicate now in terms of numbers. We can just say, hey, look, we're, uh, this particular action, we're killing this kind of a team with number 17. Or – or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe it's my team just can't seem to get rehearsal number 27. Or Right. And, and of course, I'll be able to go look at it and go, oh, this, this is, you know, right. maybe. Because we don't really talk in terms of layers as much. Like no. when I'm talking to my coaches, we're not talking about, I tease you about it, but we're not literally talking about layers. We're talking no. about specific- but this, you're saying we will. We'll, we'll, we'll as even the coaches I within the it, same staff. Yeah, I really think that it will help among okay. all of us. We can, we can. Hey, practice planning. Uh, you know, to like giving it to uh, your JV coach or your assistant coach or coaches down the line from you to be able to say, look, uh, your team uh, this week needs to cover numbers. You know, one, three, and seven, and eight. You know, or something right. like that. Right. Today's practice, the rehearsal is going to be, we're now ready to take on 9, 10, and 11, you know? Okay. And, by the way, we're doing 9, 10, 11 because defensively, we don't know how to defend in the post yet. So these three particular rehearsals are going to be putting people in the post and we're going to be feeding people in the post. So I want you to turn all your attention to our defense, how we're going to blank. Whatever that is, Steve, you know, right. maybe you double team in the post and rotate out. Well, you need an offensive action that that puts you in it, right? Like a shell drill. Right, yes. But why, why not work on your offense and player development and everything else while you're emphasizing that particular defensive action? I really think it's going to help okay. in those terms, communicating and practice and planning your practices. I do. And will there be a, will there be like an will there actually be a list? Oh, there is a list on there. Okay. Oh yeah, it's okay. listed. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. there's thirty two. Thirty two. There, and there's not actual names. Like the list is is in terms of what you do. Okay, I haven't come up okay. with nifty names as you know. Okay. Like like it's something <laughs> like you know like the one I was describing. Right. Dribble at the title of it says dribble at either wing, post up, not open. Pass uphill, back screen, shape up. It's the passer's choice. Right, okay, now okay. that's the title. <laughs> passer's <laughs> choice. You can either hit the cutter or the player's shape. You didn't lose any up. sleep on coming up with that name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm waiting for somebody smarter than me, more creative <laughs> like you. You got to come up with nifty Nick names me. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I let, now, I'll just use number twenty-seven. I'm number right. twenty-seven. I let the kids come up with them to be the most part. Sure. To be honest with you, with the action calls. But okay. Hey, by the way, every one of them could be a quick hitter. Right. This is great. This is going to teach. See, there's so many ways to look at this, Steve. 
these are here's 32 different ways to start your possessions other yes. than a standard pass and cut right and people are always looking for that they're I mean, looking for that they are looking for that so what's the exact launch date uh do you know i think it's tomorrow night it's tomorrow night holy crap I think that my uh my ceo who's putting all this together look one of the reasons there's a delay is we're launching a new website along with Fusion. Okay. And the new website, it, the new platform, Steve, I, I'm, we could do a whole, we need to. Okay. When it's out, you and I need to get back together because uh, I've got this, I've got just a, a, a flat out genius right now at working on this. And, and genius in terms of, Setting up our platform so that, let's say, Steve, you know how all access is like the best deal, right? Yep, yep, yep. Well, I have been, from the day we came out with it, I've been asked by, uh, I've been asked for, from, by coaches, do you have a staff? Like, you know, I've got 15 coaches. I've got four coaches. Right. I've got, I want us to all have access, and, but I need to be able to control that because our school or our organization's buying it and right. the coaches change from year to year and I yep. need to, okay. Well, we've never had the ability to do that. Right. Not only are we going to have the ability to do that and to discount, uh, give discounts to the more coaches you have, right? Right. Not only that, Steve, like, let's say you own it, okay? Okay. All right. You're going to be able to go in there and look and see what kind of activity each one of your coaches <laughs> what, I told him to watch layers one, two, and three, and he didn't. You know? Right, right. Or I, I, I told him to watch it. You better watch it, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Or I go in and find out he's watched the whole thing. This guy's hungry. You know, you're going to be able to monitor. The, I mean, uh, it's uh, our ability to get to and create groups within our uh, environment, our own better basketball environment. Right. Um, it's about to take a huge leap forward. And that's uh -huh. why there's a little bit of delay with Fusion. He wanted those two to come out at, at the same time. At the same time. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. We have, I think we, it's tomorrow night. That's we, October. We will definitely, yeah, we will definitely get together. Once this is all done, I'll let you go eat. Okay. I feel bad. They're cooking dinner behind yeah. me. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll, when are you going to release this podcast? Uh, this one won't come out for um, – the first week in November is when this is going to come out, which will be good. Ah. You'll have any sort of your kinks worked out by the time this comes out. Okay. So that will be perfect. Because right, well, if it we'll went up tomorrow, through. we'd have problems probably. But, yeah, it'll be – when, when I say we're going to release it to, tomorrow, that's going to be a month ago when we get – no. Uh, that will weeks. be – yeah, it'll be two weeks ago. And this launches, <laughs> it'll be the first week in November. So – when everybody's listening to this, they'll know that they can go on and get it right away, which will be awesome, which will be awesome. Well, it was just such a uh, – I, I was not able to video um, – there's a boys' high school team at Cleveland High School in Tennessee that uh, the coach there uh, is gracious enough to let me use his team during the summer. And his, okay. his um, players, I mean, hats off to them. and. Uh, again, no, no video footage is perfect. Right. 
these guys spent some long hours, so their defense isn't always the best mm-hmm. on there. It's pretty doggone good, but that, there's some fatigue that starts setting in. And uh, because we were shooting for so long, all I'm saying is uh, there was more footage for this project than any other I've had, and it just took me a long time to, to edit it and put it together. Right. The, the actual course is over six hours, six and a half hours, I think it is. Okay. Um, uh, but there's some, once you viewed it, there are some sections in there that allow you to move to find, let's say you wanted to find rehearsal number, you know, 31. Well, right. you're going to be able to jump straight to it. Skip over, skip over my explanation. You don't need it anymore. You right. just want to see the players doing it on the floor. Yeah. It's basically, you've, done tagged, you've tagged it. You've tagged it. Yes. Like, yeah, I can search. It's like a Google thing. I can search yes. it. And I need this one specific thing. That's awesome. That's yeah, now awesome. I've got I've got one section where I'm actually teaching the reading react on the board and explaining the rehearsal before it's shown. You okay. know, and, the, and obviously that that's for the, the the coaches are still learning or right. want to learn the reading react. So right. I, I wanted this fusion project to be just another way, a different way that coaches could learn and teach the reading react. React. So. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. Thanks. Thanks for taking your Sunday. And what we'll, 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 we'll get back together this, this spring after my, after my season ends, we'll get together again. Okay. And we'll talk about this. Thanks. Right. We'll, 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 uh, we'll make some huge additions to the appendix. How, yes, we will. Thanks. Talk thanks, to you soon. Man. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to support us, go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. Also, subscribe and like. We do appreciate those. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.